Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? you see cats you can't learn all the cats names it's unless true. you are ian who somehow has an encyclopedic knowledge of every single cat and on and that note <laughs> and on that note welcome back to podcast the <laughs> podcast about cats the musical not the animal i'm ian brodsky i'm karina stokes and we have a very special guest with us today she is a dear dear friend of ours um you may know her from hell house llc <laughs> and hell house llc too right <laughs> um and chad is not the killer with japper devil Productions. see um please welcome to the show lauren a kennedy hi everyone Thanks, guys. So, welcome back to the show. Welcome to the show, Lauren Kennedy. Lauren A. Kennedy. <laughs> Lorena Kennedy. Come on, that um, union rule. Come on. I know, I know. <laughs> um, so today, we are here to talk about old lady cats. Um, <laughs> um, specifically, Jenny Annie Dots, the Gumby Cat, and Grizabella, the Glamour Cat, the star of the show. You know her, you love her. She's Jennifer Hudson, um, amongst others. Um, so, let's start with Jenny Annie Dots, the Gumby Cat. Um, Jenny Annie Dots is... The first, kind of the first, like, contender mm-hmm. we meet. Mm-hmm. Um, she is made out to be rather, like, lazy. Like, literally all she does is, like, sit and sit until, like, everyone goes asleep and then she fucks shit up. Mm-hmm. Like, I realize that's her very cat-like behavior is, like, she's pretty lazy until the lights go out and then she's like, ooh, let me... Jenny Any Dots feels like the most cat. Like, yeah. yes. Like, this yeah. is a cat you could meet in the real world. Right. Absolutely, because, like, once, yeah, because then she's, like, going through, I don't know, making a mouse army or whatever. Yeah, and while she's not, she's not my personal favorite cat, I would say she is the cat I relate to the most. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And her costume in the original, I was saying, before, like, I have to go buy costume with Jenny and the Dots, and it's got, like, that, what is it called when it's, like... Like a hoop she's skirt got like kind a of hoop thing. Skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it gives this but perception of fluff. We also watched it, and she takes off her hoop skirt yeah. for right. her tap number, and right. she's got like almost flapper style right. going on for the dance number. Right, it's her got a lot of fringe. Her number is this big fun tap number. Like yep. it's personally one of my favorite numbers in the show. But then again, like I played Monkey Strap, like that shit is like my shit. <laughs> right, right. Um, that is my jam. Is like big old fashioned. We were talking about this last night, Karina. Like. Yeah. Like, a, you have a crooner, you have an Andrew's sister trio, and you have a big flashy tap number. That's like check, check, and check for That's my That's the Ian Brodsky special. Exactly. <laughs> that is my trifecta. Um, in the movie, she is played by one Rebel Wilson. Let's discuss. So, this performance was terrifying in so many ways. Oh, and side note, Lauren and I saw this movie together, <laughs> mm-hmm. and neither of us were sober. 
Absolutely not. What no. happened when she took her skin off? We all just kind of freaked out. Okay, yeah. I just giggled. Like, I just giggled and giggled. Like, the whole, like, I, I honestly can barely remember any of it. I just remember that movie made me giggle. Nothing made sense. Nothing no. made sense. But yeah, so in, let's start with, like, she just takes off her skin. She straight up takes off her skin. She sheds her skin like a snake. And the worst part is that you're like, well, maybe this is a dream sequence. Like, it's not really diegetic. It's not really happening. She just thinks she can take her skin off to be a big performer. And it's not a real thing a cat can do. But. But then, it's it a plot point. Yeah, it's then a it, tool. Then it happens again. So, in the movie, as I'm sure everyone listening to this one will know, um, she gets kidnapped by McCavity. Because McCavity <laughs> is sort of, like, everywhere and being like, hey, it's my turn to die, so you can't die before I do. That was a great addition. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quite the choice. Um, <laughs> so he just kidnaps these cats after their, like, respective songs, and Jenny Any Dots is fucking, like, bound, like, with James Corden yep. on this barge until finally she's like, oh, no, let me shed my skin again what? and escape these chains. Why didn't she just do that from the start? It's, it's It would have saved us a lot of time. Yeah. It would have. She, and she was so casual about it, too. She was like, oh, wait, I can do this. Right, yeah. Um, and, like, like, the thing is, like, I can't, I can only say so much about Jenny Annie Dots in the show. Like, we'll get to the relationships and stuff, but Jenny <laughs> Annie Dots in the movie, there's a lot going on here. So, I have been purposely not bringing this point up since I've come into town and seen you, Ian. Okay. But... There's a really unfortunate part of the Jenny Any Dots number in the movie. Mm-hmm. And that's called Vor. Vor? Yes. And I had a fear that this was going to happen, that I was going to bring this up and have to define it, which is Vor is an extremely sp- specific fetish that involves either being eaten or eating. <gasps> and Jenny Any Dots mm. picks up a cockroach, which is portrayed by a live human. And just pops the whole damn thing in her mouth. And she does that multiple times. And that's upsetting. I received a message <laughs> right after my friend saw the movie that said, I just need you to know that there is Vor in the Cats movie. That's bonkers. Yes. And that's a phrase I... Another phrase that V-O-R? I can... V-O-R-E. V-O-R-E. Yep. Wow. The fetish wow. of being eaten. And, and Jenny Annie Dobbs does that. Multiple times. And she can't do it to the mice because the mice are played by children, children. which leads me to believe that the cockroaches mm. are not. Right. Um, this hits our first uh, mention of how big is a cat. <laughs> how big are cats? <laughs> like. Because everyone in this room saw the movie and um, that, because the mice are like, even for the scale of what you think is a cat in this production, those, those mice are pint-sized. That and weren't they on railroad tracks at one point? Yes. Am I, am I remembering? Yes, that? they yeah. absolutely were. The mice were. were on railroad tracks. The mice were on. Yeah. The yes. cats weren't. I mean, the cats were also during skimble were. shanks. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like yeah, they were just way right. oversized for that too. Like, right. How big is a cat? How big is a cat? Like, and we discussed just now. Um, Mr. Mistopheles has a pencil as like a magic wand, but right. also like. If we're looking at Karina's pen over there, it's like, is that big enough? Or if you big? taped this to a cat, paw. like if you gave that cat, yeah. so so Lauren has a cat named Jasmine, and J A Z Z M A N. Yes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. like the, like the uh, small chain of collegiate coffee shops. Um, that's a very niche. Wow, yeah, yeah. we really tapped <laughs> we've into really, that. We really alienated so many people. We're the three people in the world that would understand that, right? Exactly. Now. <laughs> but say Lauren, you were to give Karina's pen over there to Jasmine, 
like is this wand sized? I think it would be very encumbersome. Like I think it would be it's it's like a walking stick if anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So that's like a wand almost a wand size for us. Yes. Exactly. A hundred percent. Um and um I don't think we're ever going to get this question answered because the <laughs> because the scale is all over the fucking yeah. map here. What is a Gumby cat? What um, is a Gumby? And that is what well, well that, that's a great question because like even when they're singing about specific cats, there are subcategories which these cats and only these cats fit into. Right. There's too many terms for musical I mean, about cats. All I all I know is that she sits and sits and sits and sits and that's what makes a Gumby cat. That's literally all we have to go off okay. of. Okay. I think it's just like the cat that like sits all day and then fucks shit up at night. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's also like a matronly cat. So she's not a young cat. Like, no, right. she's mom cat. She's a, she's mom cat. Um We're thinking like what, 30s, 40s? I guess like mm-hmm. yeah. I like I don't know what cat years are in relation cuz like every 7 years and dog is a human it's year like or whatever. It's the same somewhere, um, yeah. So, like, this is, like, one of the older cats. Like, she's, uh, like, her name is on the ballot. She's maybe the Amy Klobuchar of, like, <laughs> of this, uh, of this campaign. That, that's not going to age well, but I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> it. Like, she, we look into, like, the folklore, the headcanon of cats and these. Don't give it that much credit. I'm sorry. No, this is all, this is all from, like, a fandom wiki site. Like, oh, every okay. relationship we're I about to discuss. I I'm sorry. No, every relationship we're about to discuss, like, is just a theory. Right. Like at a very at its very base level because yeah. it boils down to and like we're say, like we, we say this a lot like any one of these cats could be any other cats like brother, sister, mother, son, mm-hmm. niece, nephew, mate, like etc. It's like Godspell where it's set up to be like a, a very loose ensemble and it gives right. you so much freedom to yes. create characters right. yourself. Every show of cats could be different. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And like a lot of what like this canon is canon quote unquote <laughs> is based on is the 1998 um PBS recording of it, so it's the most beautiful. Like and even if you don't like cats, it is just visually. It's like, an work of art. Yeah, and so if we're kind of going off of that, which is more or less based on what the Broadway original Broadway in London productions ended up being, Jenny, any dots like might be the mother to a bunch of them. Like she might have been mates with like Gus or Bustopher Jones because she has a real lady boner for Bustopher Jones. Like they might have been mates at one point. Very unpleasant to think about. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, in all in well, all aspects. I mean, <laughs> two fat cats, more or less fat cats. Um, well, only one can take their skin off. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the other has a coat. Um, <laughs> yes, that he also takes off. But uh, yeah. Um, and like there is a theory that maybe she is the sister of Jelly Lorem or Grizabella. Which, I don't know, maybe? Sure. Like, Jenny, any dots on Grizabella before Grizabella was excommunicated? Maybe I could see it. I think Grizabella's uh. utterly alone. I'm sorry. I just have to interrupt mm, that theory. Okay. That's fair. I, I do. I don't no. think she's... She's got no one. She's, she's got, got no, no one. one. There's it's, such a tragedy so in her. interesting. Well, and we'll, like, we'll continue to discuss because, um, because there's, like, theories of, like, who are Grizabella's, like, children? Like, we'll get to that in a second, but, like... And um, Jenny Annie Dots might be the mom. She chose not to have children, and that what makes her stand out. She went, yeah. she went Ooh, against the grain. Ooh, okay. She's like just this old, All right. quote unquote, spinster who didn't live the life of a mm. typical woman, and everyone's like, witch. <laughs> I like it. Interesting. What's this site? I'm going to go write my own um, <laughs> It's literally like a wiki fandom <laughs> yes, cats.com or something. Or like, Excellent. It's ridiculous. It has all of the cat star signs. I've already forgotten all of them. <laughs> it's <but>. true. <laughs> It's wild. They gave every single cat a star sign. Right. Um, and well, and then the, um, there is the theory that she might be the one of the mates of Old Deuteronomy, 
and therefore the mother of Monko Jerry, not Monko Jerry, of uh, Rum Tum Tugger and Monko Strap, mm-hmm. who are kind of like the Prince Harry and Prince William of the tribe. Yes. Um, but going back to her song, Old Gumby Cat, it's a big old tap number. Yeah. It's like maybe two minutes too long yep. in like the original <laughs> yeah, context. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, the, the, the filmed version of it does a great job of like condensing it. Yes, I will give it that. Every, there's a lot of horrifying things that happen in it, but lengthwise it's perfect. Right. Does it slap? Let's discuss. <laughs> it doesn't slap. I think it slaps. Not in the traditional Not sense, the but traditional it, is a, like, it is a catchy one. I do love a tap number. Yes. We're talking about the movie movie now. No, Any like in oh, general. Just in general. Just in, in general. The song as a song. I mean, like, I don't think, I don't love the movie version of that song just because, like, like again, I think Rebel Wilson, like, from a casting choice on paper makes sense, but Rebel right. Wilson in practice she for that. She couldn't really handle the vocals of it. Kind right. Of it's phenomenal how much I don't remember the movie. It's yeah, phenomenal. It's probably was, for the best. Karina's been bringing up a whole lot of things. I'm just like, I Yeah. I See, do have a question about the song. Yeah. It's Monkey Strap sings it. Yes. Is he singing it from his point of view or from the landlord's point of view? Hmm. Oh, because right, there's because... a line that says that she sits on me. He says she sits on this and this and on me. So, Wait, what? Yes, I listened to it yesterday. I can't. She sits upon the windowsill or anything that's smooth and flat. She sits uh, all day. S- she sits beneath the stair or on the steps or on the mat. I think one of them she says he sits on me. Hold on. Is that just in the movie? Hey, there's a cat in that windowsill over there. I just feel like it's very fitting. Oh. Do you see it? It, it just Wait. sat down, but I swear it's there. I was oh, watching yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, I want to say that while you're looking this up, I do want to say. I was acting when I was rewatching the the. It was it for PBS. Was that I think was? so. That's what we've been saying. Yeah, you could be wrong. I was surprised to see a tap number actually so early on in the musical, and I thought right. I thought like just structurally it was smart because Cats is such an obscure freaking musical. But when you hear tap dance, you tune in and you're like classic American Broadway. It's What's funny, going like, on? Crane and I were just talking about this off mic. Like um like it's an interesting that song is an interesting choice to more or less open the right. show yeah. Yeah. in the context of the plot right. quote unquote because like you're starting you're out the gate swinging hitting the ground run and whatever the metaphor is with like a big ensemble <laughs> tap number and that's a fucking right. choice right. that I love I found the lyric it's not that she sits on me it's sits on my hat mm. is that from the original poem or London recording oh okay well because Mistopheles sang that in the original London recording right we, no, we found not. out it's monkey strap saying oh never she mind she sits then. beneath the heart or on the bed or on my hat and if it fits it's, she sits just like Monkey strap Dench, have a hat maybe I, I mean I bet it's I feel like there are more lyrics that do that too like throughout I feel like there's oh, an yeah. inconsistency with the narrative of cats well it's also because <sighs> that's definitely pulled from the original poem right. absolutely that's a T.S. Eliot special that's there. a quote yeah a I, I think quote. it's. I just quick side note. I think it's crazy that this came before Phantom of the Opera. Like I cannot believe that this put Andrew Lloyd on the web, Andrew Lloyd Webber on the map, right. and then Phantom came after. Fun I would fact. absolutely think those would be swapped. You we would. Were, we were talking about earlier how um, the roles, like two of the kitten roles, the white cat and like the um, Jemima cat. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, uh, I mean, our famous duet from New Year's Eve, um, <laughs> Lauren. But we just sat around the table and sang Memory with each other on New Year's Eve. Good. Fun fact. Good. Again, Good. if we haven't alienated you enough. Oh um, man, that song. So those two roles were supposed to be one role, mm-hmm. but they couldn't find a dancer who was strong enough singer and vice versa um and so that role was split and sarah brightman was the 
uh, singer role. I think so, I did know this. Yeah. 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 And she was the original Christina fan of the opera. I yep. know. There's a lot of phantom sound, like, oh, I guess a lot of cat sounds in phantom now that right. I'm watching yes. it this way. Yes. So many times I was like, he just, he blatantly reused this. Right. Like, whoa. I mean, it's beautiful and it's haunting and it works, but at the same time, you're like, it's I like you see bitch. you. And <laughs> exactly. Um, you're one lucky son of a bitch. But I, th- I think we all agree that the tap number is fun. Yes. Like, it is a rockin' good time. Mm-hmm. Everyone is involved. Like, I don't know. It's my it's my shit. Like, yeah, yeah. it's fun. They had those fun Beatle costumes in the PBS recording. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, there's like there's some fun costume changes. Yeah. She calls them a Beatles tattoo, which is also a fun <laughs> old timey term that we don't say anymore. Right. Like I don't think most people. I and in the revival they changed like that whole second yes. half of the song. I guess maybe because. It's, it's so dated. 800 years long, too. Well, it's 800 years long, too, but, like, just the verse itself. <laughs> yeah. Is the 1998 one the revival version? More or less. Okay. Like, yeah. it's more or less the same, like, relationships and the same, like, um, lore. lore. But there um, are some changes from the original cast recording. Right. There okay. are some changes, like, in lyric. Um, you can't listen to a cat's cast recording and hear the same thing twice. That's actually yes. true. Sorry again to reference this number, but with all I ask of you, the first mm. verse of that is always different mm-hmm. yeah always and it's just a little interesting easter egg for like right. every production of phantom you see this one verse will always be different than the so rest funny of i completely forgot about yeah. that and yeah. to the point where even if you listen to all three soundtracks that are on like spotify and mm-hmm. then go watch the 90 recording yeah it's still different mm-hmm. Not, uh, no consistency like, trios are different like who sings what song kind yeah. of varies like even things like um in the original Broadway production, which I don't think happened in London, which doesn't happen in the movie, either movie, because why would it? Like, they have a dude, one of the dude cats, dancing along with the girls during the Macavity number. Really? Yeah, he's just doing all the choreography, like, mm. upstage left of everyone, <laughs> but is still, like, there with, like, this, with this group of young women doing a not-burlesque number. He was about the producer's son. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, Gumby Cat's a fun... Open. It's not the opening number. Right. There's two songs. One that's terrifying that come before it. Yeah. The but it's like cats. if you're like it's time for cats. You're it's like, time for okay. cats. Yeah. Like when we're like hitting the ground running. Like yeah. She's never really in the running. It's also the but. first time the cats finally talk about something else besides themselves directly. Right. Yes. It's like <laughs> it's like the first time. Th- I, I love this is what I love comparing cats to. Everyone except the one cat that you guys know I'm going to vote for. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. They all act like. Stella Adler kids who know <laughs> they know they're trying so hard to be like raw or and organic and stuff, but they know they're being watched, so they just right. have that yes. touch of performance. Yes. Oh yeah, 100%. and it's the first time where suddenly they're like, "All right, enough about us. More about us individually." Yes. Yes. At least it shifts. It's a their little senior bit. showcase. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now the final question uh, before as we wrap up the Jenny Any Dots component of our show: Does she fuck? She has. She obviously. has. I think so. Just because she's a middle-aged cat woman and has to have at some point. Yeah, like... She is not currently fucking. Well, I don't right. know. I think as long as she doesn't have to do the work. As long as she's like, you're <laughs> coming to my place, you're coming to the trunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. We, mm, we forgot about the trunk. Like, yeah. she lives in a trunk. She does I mean, live in the trunk of a car. Right. 
like that's where we find her the first time. I'm sure if she could just have like some fucks come to her, she mm. would be like, "I still do this." She's yeah. not she's, trying anymore. Right? She's, she's not def- trying anymore. And she's definitely empowered enough to be like, "I've put in my effort." Like, no, like you're coming back to my place. <laughs> right. Right. Like, right. Right. She's right. like, I have like 74. Like, I have a litter. I have like beetles. I have. I've got mice. all these mice children. Like, I'm. I have a lot her. going on. I know my worth. Yes. <laughs> No, you have to come to me, asparagus. I certainly do not want to think about particularly Rebel Wilson's cat fucking because right. of the multi-skin layers. Ooh, right. It just gets worse. Right. <laughs> but, oh, no. Yes. Um, enjoy that. I mean, she definitely has fucked because, well, like, yeah. didn't we, weren't we just saying, like, she may, she was, might have been the mom of, like, the entire female yes, litter Yes, she might of be, et cetera's and exoticas and... and that other one. Yeah. Again, you told me five minutes ago. <laughs> she's she's well gone. taken care of. I mean, she sleeps most of her day, and she's well taken care of. Right. Yes. Like, she's, like, she's, uh... She's, she's owned by a landlord. Yes, that is the, uh, the theory, is that she is, um, <laughs> a cat's, a landlord's cat. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Um, shall we move on to yes. Grizabella the Glamour Cat? Mm-hmm. Love Lauren. You, girl. <laughs> Lauren's uh Lauren's queen bee. I know it's such a cliche answer for for favorite cat but like man for the same reason that like why the hell can't the people in rent just pay rent like why the <laughs> hell can't this woman just retire in peace damn it like she's constantly trying to take care of herself and y'all are just mean well let's talk about that because Grizabella's um well Grizabella kind of has two origin stories whether you're looking at the show or the movie Grizabella is essentially the pariah of the tribe. Yes. She was very much like a glamorous, like, I think last night we were talking about Karina, like, she might have been like the female equivalent of Gus, like maybe a showgirl. Right. Like, she was definitely like... Sexy cat dancer. Sexy cat. Mm-hmm. She was definitely one of the Demeter of Bomb Ballerinas yes. of her time. Um, but then, like, she left the tribe for whatever reason. In the, like, the theory in the musical universe is that, like, she left to, like, sort of explore the world outside of the tribe, and everyone else was like, well, fuck you, you're out. Mm-hmm. And in a the strong movie... strong female cat. Strong female cat. Again, like Lauren said, like, she's so independent that they were just like, witch. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I love that theory. Um, and um, in the film, they mention overtly, because in the film they give them fucking dialogue, um, that <laughs> Not she, everyone, just James Corden and Rebel Wilson. But also, like, one of the cats, it might have been, like, one of the auxiliary ones with lines was like, that's Grizabella. We liked her until she went off with McCavity. So it's implied at some point that like McCavity might have been like her pimp. Or Maybe like, like a Fantine situation from Les Mis. Right? Like yeah. there is, have some empathy. There's right? definitely a, a sex worker undertone when it comes to Grizabella. Exactly. Like yeah, I think the font. Whether it was a choice of hers to do that or she or fell out of on necessity, time, yeah. We don't know. Yeah, Again. I mean, she has a sense of pride, so it really seems like she has always owned her choices. You know. Yeah, yeah like she knows what she she did, what she had to do. Exactly. She was doing what the other girls couldn't. You privileged little freaking Stella Adler kids, mom and dad <laughs> paying your rent, freaking Grizabella moving to the city all on her own, one suitcase. One $20 bill in her pocket. Three bucks, two bags, <laughs> one grizz. Making it work regardless. Y'all are jealous that her talent spoke for itself. Yes. And, like, she was, to her credit, like, a queen bee of her time. Yeah. Yes. And then she, like, whether she went off on her own, like, she left, and so now everyone hates her. And then the rest of the show is her trying to, like, seek acceptance and redemption. And we see that happen through, like, some of the little kittens, like Victoria mm-hmm. and Jemima, and, like, they reach out to her and... Like, you see some, like, 
some of the other kittens are like, should I like do? Should I should I say hey? Should I touch this? Should I or... touch it? <laughs> yeah. And like, of course, all the male cats are like, mm, better not. Um, she... Or they fuck with her and like they scratch her or like what happens. Yeah, she has some. She, she's she's got some stellar comebacks too. Like there's this when the one cat approaches her. What's the lyrics? It's like beware the cat that stalls. Mm. Um, when you oh. go to like I forget oh, uh, remark the cat that hesitates toward you yeah 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 and, and she's the... like at least in the PBS version she's like making direct eye contact she's like I see what you did and I'm making note of it and just so you know this is rude yes. and I'm gonna say it's rude right <laughs> yeah um, she's, she knows um, now relationship wise I love Lauren's theory of um, like she never had kids she never wanted kids she was her own woman um, but as is with most of these cats, there is um, a theory that she might be the mother to a bunch of these cats, specifically Demeter and Bombalurina, who are the sexy lady cats who sing Macavity, um, because they're so much of a mirror image of who Grizabella probably was in her prime. Um, there is a theory that she is Victoria, the white cat's mother, who then abandoned—well, not abandoned her, who then gave her to the tribe as she was being excommunicated. I love that. Well, that's the, isn't that the cat that kind of appears at the beginning, and that's who they're they're teaching the world about? Right, yes. like um in the movie, in it's the movie the, explicitly, right? She's very much so, the vehicle for the audience. So Grizabella gave her to the tribe, or just like gave her up, and now that that kitten is finding the tribe a little older. Is that what you mean? Well, um, that's what it could be in Cats twenty nineteen, uh, right? R- okay, but like I think it's that like Victoria, Victoria has a home, like Victoria, regardless. yeah, Victoria, Victoria has, has her home. Yes. yes, okay, okay, okay. Victoria has her home, like be it like an actual owner or like the tribe or both but she was Grizabella's daughter around the time Grizabella was being excommunicated so they kept like the pure yeah. white cat the pure baby and we're like you can leave right. because you fucked us um, maybe literally unclear. maybe literally so yeah I really like that theory because it's kind of this beautiful full circle thing and know? if you think about it Victoria after memory proper big fun memory it, um, Victoria is the first one to touch her and accept her they sing yes. together yeah. they sing yeah At, well actually um, Jemima sings with her is another one of like the baby oh kittens. that's right because she's in like the blood she's the striped one yeah cat. more Shoot. like the calico cat yeah they're all the same they're all the same. And again, it was supposed to be one person. Right, right, um, oh, right. Oh, those are the two roles that were one yes. person originally. Okay, um, cool. But you, I mean, you see those two kittens in particular uh, really like show her empathy from the jump. Right. So like they kind of knew from the beginning like, hey, guys, maybe we should like reconsider this. Right. They're the millennials. They're the millennials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, millennial cats. Um, <laughs> Is that one of the ones from Cats 2019? It might be. <laughs> Practical cats, millennial cats, TikTokical cats, Instagrammable cats. Oh, man. Cats 2020. Cats 2020. Um, that'll be in Cats 2. The catening. When, yeah, the catening. There's going to be um, a song all about voting. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's going to be like, actually, we uh, are overthrowing the patriarchy. We're um, <laughs> leaving it up for a ballot. Um, cast your vote. Yeah, there actually will be a vote for who gets chosen. Yes. yes. It will be that a popular is... vote, not electoral college. Exactly, yes. exactly. Cast 2020! <laughs> <laughs> um, so one of my other favorite theories, not favorite theories, it's a terrible theory, but there is a theory that um, she may be the sister to like Jenny Any Dots and or Jelly Lorem. Jenny Any Dots is the Gumby Cat. Jelly Lorem is the one that sings Gus the Theater Cat in the musical. Um, there's a theory they may all be sisters, and there is a theory that because Jelly Lorem doesn't dance in some of the productions as much as the other cats, that that is because Grizabella once lured her into traffic. Oh my gosh, like a like a freaking um, oh come on Nancy Kerrigan kind of thing. Yes, <laughs> yes. 
No. Yes. Isabella would never. <laughs> she did what she had to do. Why? <laughs> <had> to... Why? <laughs> um, but that is. She hired McCavity to she... push her into exactly. traffic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um. So that is a theory that I wanted to bring up, and that I will bring up again when we bring up the uh, the rest of the women cats. Um, Grisabella has a couple songs. One is explicitly about her, and one is a collection of memories. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they slap? So this might be another case where slap is technically the wrong word. Right. Because we've talked about memory a little bit. Right. It is clearly a good song. Of course, it's the classic. It's it's the number. It's Mm -hmm. the meme song of almost all musical theater, I would say. Right. So it's got to be good. It was on the radio. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a vendetta against slow music. Right. I just don't we haven't discussed have, this yet. I don't have the attention span for it. I'm never sitting down and listening mm-hmm. to a ballad. Right. I love a lot of things. Most ballads are not it. So I hear that, I, and I usually agree. But when someone can make a ballad sound that powerful, so that was that was a, yes. that's an example of perfect casting. Right, it's like the song "Send in the Clowns" with the wrong person singing it. Yeah. It's stupid as hell. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Go on. Well, like I remember, I will always remember from college Lauren Terrell's performance of that song Ooh. because there was something about her that just got it. Right, <laughs> like when the right person sings the song with the right emotional context, it works, and that's why memory works at least. In the a PBS and the original yes. cast recording, and right. I love that it's the same woman. I love yeah. that it's just fifteen years apart. I mean, let's yeah. talk about like that yeah. casting because um, it was Elaine Page yes. who is um, a not West End darling, not the same as Ellen Page. Um, <laughs> Elaine Page in the original London production and the PBS recording, mm-hmm. Betty Buckley who won a Tony Award for mm-hmm. it in the original Broadway cast, and Jennifer Hudson in the most recent movie, all of whom are incredibly talented singers. Right. Yes, I great actresses like. All, like, three very strong, consistently wonderful performances of memory. Right. Like... I feel like they didn't give Jennifer Hudson enough chance to do it justice. Right? Yeah, it was forgettable. It, it was. was. an example of... It and it's because there yeah. was too much snot and too many, like... She was cry-singing more than she was, like, singing. Right. And there, we know Jennifer Hudson can, 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 like... Can act and sing at the same yeah. fucking time. She yeah. won an Oscar for it. Right. Yeah. The emotion is, is super important in that song, too, but also just that one powerful note. Like, if that's... The touch me. Yeah, it, and it's just... I feel like there was lacking some kind of power. And that's yes. the thing. It's like Betty Buckley, in my research, Betty Buckley has talked about, like, um, her direction was stop the show. Yes. Yeah. Because this moment... Because this is the pivotal fucking moment. It's the yeah. 11 o'clock number, um, and it's the reason why everyone is like, okay, yeah, we were wrong. You deserve to die. Yes. Um, so... Yay. <laughs> Cats. Um, <laughs> um, it def- I mean, like, it doesn't slap, but, like, it is... It's a powerful It's a powerful song. song, and it's a good song. Yes. It is the only memorable song for me from, from Cats, truly, sure. honestly. Yes, like, and I, for everyone else, I mean, yeah, for, and for a reason. Like, there's right. a reason, like, no one is going around being, like... I mean, except for me going, like, Gus is the cat at the theater <laughs> door. But I'm a sad sack. Um, and I'm someone who loves ballads and, like, yeah. I love sad songs and, like, I love slow songs and stuff. Like, so, yeah... I will say, though, the double memory thing is confusing. Right. Because the, you don't the, think about the fact that there's a memory at the end of Act 1. Right. right. A very quick one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And have, everyone's like, oh, this oh is, is like this people it? who know about memory and are going to see cats either on purpose or not. Little tease. They little come tease. in and they're like, oh, 
oh, it's memory time. Oh, guys, we're done. We're done. We're done here. This is the song. And yeah. then it's like 30 seconds of memory and then act one ends. They got to make you come back. They're not exactly. going to give you that juice right before act. I mean, they got to get you back. The juice. <laughs> um, but that, that's the one. That's the one where she references um, the fact that the postman kind of like is just curious about her do you guys remember the oh well that's that? well that's Grizabella the glamour cat like yes. the song her oh, introductory right. that's not even song her which it. she right, also right, has right, two right. of depending on what recording you're listening right to. because yeah. because she enters right after the rum tum tugger towards mm-hmm. the beginning of the show and they're all like this is Grizabella the cat the glamour cat look at how decrepit she is right um and that's one of the lyrics is the postman side is he, he scratched his head you really thought she ought to be dead yes um she's supposed to look decrepit right exactly <laughs> she's old and gross she's old and gross um, mm-hmm. I would not say that song slaps, but it is. I do like it. Um, yeah. So memory is always going to be part of our culture. A hundred percent. Like, even if you don't know anything else about cats, you know about memory. You know memory. Mm-hmm. Someone sang it at a talent show. Your of aunt course. sings it at Thanksgiving when she's drunk. <laughs> like, you don't know why, but you know you know memory right. from cats. A hundred percent. And just admit that it's a good song. It oh, is a good just, song. Oh, I think we're all in alignment yeah, here. Yeah, well, I mean, even even everyone listening at home, like, I will fight anyone who says memory's not a good song. I agree. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say I like Cats as a musical. I've tried. I love Phantom. I can't do Cats. And memory. But, like, you are such a good sport about it. You are such a good sport about cats. Like, we've talked, I mean, like, I've known Lauren for 10 years. Like, we've talked about cats so many times, like, and, like, its ridiculousness. And, like, it fascinates me because it, like, people are so into it. My roommate is, like, it's her favorite musical. And I'm just, like, I don't. Something about Andrew Lloyd Webber in general bugs me. Yeah. Sure. Which is fair. Which is fair. Um, It's very, it's not niche, but it's very, like, unique in its own like right all of like his body of work it is yeah um but yeah i think they should have not done as much snot on jennifer hudson i hate it when they do that yeah karina has been talking about the snot singing it's because like since she got into town the whole time it's just extreme Mm close-ups on her face and there's just a full line of snot from nose to chin well right over the mouth have you guys seen doubt the movie doubt yeah but like not for a while there's an emotional emotional scene in that too where octavia spencer she was in that right where she's like crying and it's it's she's she's amazing the acting is phenomenal but there's just snot dripping down her face getting into her mouth question did tom hooper direct that too i don't know let's find out but either way, it's so distracting because you're like, this is an amazing moment. But if this was real life, I'd yeah. be wiping the snot from it. Oh, face. 100%. <laughs> but also, you have to remember, like, this is the same guy that directed Les Mis in close-ups. Yeah, like, that the, could have been good. It oh. was the same, like, Les Mis. Not Tom Hooper. Okay. Um, not Tom Hooper in doubt, but Tom Hooper for Les Miserables, the movie musical. Yeah. Um, which I think was a better adaptation than this Cats was as, as an oh, adaptation. Absolutely. Well, yeah. That's another podcast right. entirely. But, like, you like you talk about the snot, and all I can think of is like I dreamed a dream of Anne Hathaway close-ups yes. with her crying, um, and I thought she was brilliant in that. But like, yeah, it was very much like Anne Hathaway crying right. with like all the red and the snot Everything. running down her yes. face. Right, and it's like yeah, maybe she, he just thinks that's the only way to show emotion is to snot cry. Did we confirm? Was it the same guy? It's not. Oh, no. it's not. Not it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Um, so finally, Grizabella, does she fuck? She has. I don't know if she's physically capable of, of it I now. I mean, nowadays, like, like uh, Grizabella, as we see her at this Jellicle ball, I'm sure she does not. But... I don't think she fucked. I think she made love. Ooh, <laughs> okay. Okay, Kennedy. Okay. Um, and as we all know, she is the chosen one for the heavy side lair. Yeah. 
Um, and good for her. Man, she deserved it. She was, she's like been planning for retirement her whole life. Like she's been scraping by, living paycheck. She never got to retire. She's always trying to better herself. She was a hustler. She was, dude. I just have such respect for her. I just love like the level of empathy that you show her. Like, (laughs) it's just like so wholesome to me. It might be Elaine Page herself too. Like Mm -hmm. when I see her perform, I think like, I don't want to see you sad. And the way when I watch Bernard at Peter's, I'm like, please don't cry. Please don't cry. I just want to see them happy. Yeah. They're so oh, beautiful when they're sad. And I'm like, please don't be sad. <laughs> so um, finally, so Lauren, you um, took the BuzzFeed quiz that we were giving all of our guests. Yes. Which cat are you? Which cat are you? I was Mr. Mistopheles, right? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. yeah. So. I, like, I like to keep up with trends. That's true. I do. <laughs> so. um, Mr. Mistopheles is the cat most likely to be on TikTok. Oh, that's a fucking <laughs> fact. Oh, man. Oh, man, that blew my mind. Yeah. Mr. Mistopheles, the magical millennial cat. Yes. So as Mr. Mistopheles, um, if you're casting your vote, or even as Lauren A. Kennedy, um, if you're casting your vote for who truly deserves to go to the heaviside lair, who would you like to cast your vote for? As Lauren A. Kennedy, I'm going to vote for Gazabella. As Lauren A. Kennedy starring as Mr. Mistopheles, I'm voting for Gazabella. All, All right. right. Grisabella, all the way, down the ballot. <laughs> Up the stairs. Up the, <laughs> Up the stairs you go. So, Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today to talk about Cats the Musical and the old lady cats. Um, it was such a pleasure and a treasure, especially after mm-hmm. having seen the movie with you. Yes. Thank you for the honor of for talking with, about this show that I both loathe and am fascinated by, so thank you. That is most people's reaction. Right. But... Um, so is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, or any place that we can find you on social media, where can people follow you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm pretty. I'm pretty on Twitter. You are pretty <laughs> you on are. Twitter. You are on Twitter. I'm pretty on Twitter. Uh, LaurenAKennedy.com conveniently is the handle. Um, Instagram a Lauren Kennedy. Yeah, you see what I did there? Mm. Instagram is a Lauren Kennedy. Um, I've got a bunch of stuff coming up, um, but for the sake of not wanting to jinx anything, I'm just gonna say uh, this podcast is where it's at right now. So yeah. Thanks again for having me. Of course. <laughs> Right. Uh, Ian, where can the folks find you? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, at Brodsky Ian on Facebook, and at ianjbrodsky.com. What about you, Karina? Where can people find you? You can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at Epic Adventure of. Uh, that's just the handle. That's what it's going to be. Um, you can also find me playing D&D on Twitch at twitch.tv slash spoodersnick. That's S-P-O-D-E-R-S. N-E-K, most Wednesdays and Fridays. Mm, Spoodersnack is only spelled with one O. It's not a real word. Cool. All right. <laughs> it's, it's all pretend. That's why I spelled it. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of Podcats, the podcast about Cats the Musical, not the animal. And until next time, that's, that's how, how you use skin, skin removal as, as a plot, plot device. device. out more about podcasts a podcast about cats the musical not the animal by finding us on social media we are on both twitter and instagram at jellicle pod and you can always reach us by email at jellicopodcats at gmail.com 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.